Good morning to all of our listeners around the world. Logged on to QMZRadio.com and JohnNoRadio.com. Of course, I got to say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It is Tuesday, July 27th. Hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday. Today, our artist is Alicia Keys. Thank you for joining me for Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern where I read the news and we share our views. You can find me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram at Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and don't forget to subscribe to the youtube channel we're gonna be having some content loaded up there pretty soon and you can find it under moments with me media and here are the headlines we have coming up for you today in international news a strong quake kills four injures dozens in northern philippines now it's bangladesh's turn to ask the imf for a loan Macron says France to open archives on Cameroon colonial era. Saudi police arrest Egyptian TikTok star for immoral video. Pelosi Taiwan visit Beijing vows consequences if U.S. politician travels to the island. In news out of North America, Pope's Canada visit does not heal wounds of indigenous survivors. No one wins the U.S. Mega Millions jackpot now over $1 billion. Washington state man charged with after threatening to kill black shoppers at a Buffalo grocery store. In business and tech news, a sign of the times. There is now a college course on how to be a social media influencer. Consumer confidence slips for third straight month. In sports news, baller baby Sharif O'Neal reportedly signed six-figure deal with G League team. Griner's Russian trial considers medicinal use of cannabis. In the Caribbean corner, U.S. working together with CARICOM to find solutions to urgent issues. Out of Jamaica, St. Thomas Pharma succeeding with advice that no one else took. Also out of Jamaica, female cop in missing influencer case may sue over false claims. And in sports news, a golden opportunity for female athletes at Birmingham 2022. In Believe It or Not news, Dallas airport shooting suspect has lengthy criminal record and history of mental illness. Once told authorities she was Chris Brown's wife. A hundred pound sailfish stabs a 73 year old woman when it jumps out of the water in Florida. A group of Texans are combating the Affordable Care Act because it requires coverage for STDs, HIV, group claims it encourages homosexual behavior and prostitution. Scammers gonna scam. Texas woman loses thousands after falling victim of Zell text message scheme. Republican legislator went to his gay son's wedding three days after voting against same-sex marriage. Man drove over 700 miles to kill his ex-wife after she talked about their marriage troubles on TikTok. In entertainment news, Nick Cannon and Brie welcome baby C, Cannon's eighth child. Coachella's parent company has allegedly given thousands in donations to Republican-led group that is anti-abortion. O-G-R-H-O-A. 
Star LeaneLeaks calls out abusers who want power amid ongoing racism lawsuit against Bravo. We're going to be right back after this music break with the details. Here is some more Alicia Keys for us. We're starting off with Ghetto Story with the one and only Baby Sham. Survival story. story. This is my story. So many reasons to sing now. We get the story. Now we got the keys to the kingdom. I remember those days when hell was my home. When me and mama bed was a big piece of foam. Mama never liked bed and my ear never come. When mama gonna work me, go street, go roam. I remember when Danny them get my snow cone and make him lick a bread at them. Kick up Jerome. I remember when we visit them with pure beef. Stone and the boy done me pop out something with full chrome. I remember when we run, but I get him knee blown. And my best friend Richie get doing I'm down. I remember Sunday Avenue turning a war zone. And Mikey mother fly mode, cause she get alone. But Mikey got too far in and got on all capone. Make one leap of money and send me no one who won't know what we all love the city. And that is well known. Yesterday, Mikey called me from my phone. Mr. Mikey, we get the thing them. Them out of luck now We squeeze seven and the wall of them I don't know Me a bully for extra Cause we not rock now hey. We got the kingdom So we have to make way We take it from the bottom to the top baby. And now the whole community can live greatly I remember those days when we was dead broken I could barely find a dollar for a token Hop in the train just to get where I'm going Popo's after me, I'm running like I'm smoking Remember those days when I went to bed hungry All I ever ate was white rice and honey Big dreams in my head, empty my tummy Might crack a smile, but ain't nothing funny I remember playing over needles in the streets Everywhere I go, a man was some part of me Dirty, dirty, hookers and hoes on 11th Avenue selling bodies for dope. Remember crying, saying that will never be me. Gonna make it someday, gotta be somebody. Say, mommy, don't worry, it's just you and me. But one day we will get out of this misery. Hey, we got the kingdom, the out a lot now. Me squeeze seven and the whole of them I don't know. We are bully for extra, cause we not broke now. Thank you to all our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Over there, so make me tell you no something. Show me they are foreign, no a guy kill me cousin. And me here said he did that the button set him wasn't. Anytime we fly down, him I get bow dozen. Cause we get the thing them, them out of luck now. We squeeze seven and the one of them I don't know. Me a bully for extra cause we not broke now. Hey. We got the key. 
Need a hundred dollar phone credit? No problem, we got you. Follow Jano Radio on Instagram today and get a chance to win a hundred dollar phone credit every day until July 31st, whether Digicel or Flow. Mama never like bait and my ear never come when Mama gonna work me, go street, go roam I remember when Danny them, get my snow cone And make him lick a bread of them, kick up Jerome I remember when we visit them with pure big stone And, and we have international news coming up right after this But I get in me blown, I'm my best friend Richie get doing I'm down I remember Sunday Good morning, everyone, and now it's time for us to get into the details. A strong earthquake set off landslides and damaged buildings in the northern Philippines on Wednesday, killing at least four people and injuring dozens. In the capital, hospital patients were evacuated and terrified people rushed outdoors. The seven-magnitude quake was centered in a mountainous area of Abra province. The head of the Philippine Institute of Volcanology and Seismology described the mid-morning shaking as a major earthquake. At least four people died, mostly in collapsed structures, including a villager hit by falling cement slabs in his house in Abra where at least 25 others were injured. In Benguet province, a worker was pinned to death after a small building that was under construction collapsed in the strawberry-growing mountain town of La Trinidad. Now it's Bangladesh's turn to ask the IMF for a loan. Bangladesh has asked the International Monetary Fund to start negotiations for a loan, becoming the latest South Asian nation to knock on the doors of the international agency. Reuters has reported, citing a local newspaper. Finance Minister A.H.M. Mustafa Kamal told the Prothom Alo newspaper that while Bangladesh had started negotiations, the economy was in no way in trouble. Kamal said, he did not specify an amount in a letter he sent to the IMF on Sunday. Two sources with knowledge of the matter who declined to be identified as only the finance minister is authorized to talk to the media, said the government had not yet decided on how much money it wanted. The IMF was requested to start a formal negotiation to obtain loans for balance of payments and budget assistance. When and how much loan will be available will depend on them. As far as the current macroeconomic situation is concerned, we are nowhere in trouble. Kamal did not respond to requests for comment from Reuters. Macron says France to open archives on Cameroon colonial era. France's President Emmanuel Macron has said the archives on French colonial rule in Cameroon would be opened in full and asked historians to shed light on the period's painful moments. Macron, speaking in the Cameroonian capital, Yaoundé, on Tuesday, said he wanted historians from both countries to work together on investigating the past and establish responsibilities. French colonial authorities brutally repressed armed Cameroonian nationalists before the country's independence in 1960. Tens of thousands of supporters of the Union of the Peoples of Cameroon, UPC party, including independence leader Ruben Umnayobi, were killed by the French army.
The Cameroonian army under the country's first post-independence leader, Amadou Ahidjo, also killed UPC fighters. Former President François Hollande in 2015 conceded that France's colonial past in Cameroon brought tragic moments and said he was open to opening the archives. A group of Cameroonian political parties on Monday called on Macron to recognize the crimes France committed during the colonial era. Macron's comments came on the first leg of a trip to three African countries where he hopes to reset France's relations with the continent, where many nations are former French colonies. The French leader is due to travel to Benin on Wednesday before ending his trip in Guinea-Bissau. The 44-year-old has made concerted efforts to turn the page on painful episodes in France's past. The first French president born after Algeria's bitter and protracted independence war ended, Macron called the colonization of the country a crime against humanity and said it was time France looked our past in the face. He also commissioned a report by Algerian-born French historian Benjamin Stora in the colonial era in the North African country, although he ruled out making an official apology. In 2021, France returned more than a dozen artifacts looted from Benin by colonial forces in 1892, soothing a source of friction between Paris and its former colony. I've got a question. What is it with the hesitancy to <laughs> issue apologies? So is it even worth your wanting to face the past? And not issue an apology? It makes no sense to me. What you're so afraid, just as the UK and the monarchy are afraid of apologizing because they know it's going to open the door to the, the conversation as far as, um, what, what, what's, what's the term? What's that thing? The word has slipped to me. You know where they have to pay back money to these countries? Reparations. Reparations. Thank you, Sunette. They're so afraid of being held accountable financially that issuing an apology, they struggle with it rolling off the tip of their tongues. I say, keep your conversations until you're ready to do so at this point, because all you're doing is grandstanding and seeking attention, trying to get attention to make it look as though you care when the truth is you really don't. I don't see the point in having these um, press conferences and writing letters. and um, it, it just makes no sense to me. Issue the apology and then let's take it from there. You don't want to have to pay back, but you had no problem reaping where you did not plant. Makes no sense to me. If they... Good morning. Good morning, Javette. If they apologize, they're basically dismantling everything that they've ever done. You know how much money they would have to pay back? Mm -hmm. There would be no more. <laughs> so they can't. Well, it's about time they go broke. They have um, oppressed and suppressed all these other countries for so long. They went in wreaked havoc in these countries, forced their languages upon these people, their cultures, their way of life, their ideologies, their viewpoints, their everything. Almost eliminated any trace of former existence. 
in the sense of um, cultural identity. Erased everything while killing its people, taking artifacts and putting them in museums and looking at them and, oh, these are the um, spoils. That's what they're saying. Look at our spoils. Yes, look at them. We did this. We went in and we murdered people. And look at what we have to show for it. Look at these beautiful artifacts. It's time those countries get raped. It's time those countries feel the oppression. It's time those countries are torn right down and have to rebuild without any help from anyone. It's only fair. They did it for centuries throughout Africa, throughout the Caribbean. They had no, and throughout South America and Central America, they had no problem doing that. So they're so afraid. Isn't it funny? We don't have a problem issuing or handing out problems, but when the table is turned, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No. Face the music. Look at what they've done to Haiti. Look at what. France did to Haiti and many of the, the countries in Africa. No. They say payback is a B and nobody wants it, but karma is a B, riding it on a big white horse for them. It's going to be a matter of time. Why should we care if they are made to go into bankruptcy, paying back to people that are owed? Yeah. And the other thing is, they want to go back to these countries and visit. Why are we so welcoming? There, you, it's okay to forgive people for what they've done to you, but it doesn't mean you have to go back in bed and lie with them. Nothing is wrong. We are supposed to forgive. But does forgiving mean that you're going to let the, them back in your house to do as they please with you again? Because I feel that's what's going to happen at some point. They're weaseling their way in. That, that's my opinion. Right? Uh, Saudi police arrest Egyptian TikTok star for immoral videos. Saudi Arabia has arrested a popular Egyptian social media influencer, accusing her of posting sexually provocative content on her platforms. Tala Safwan, an Egyptian resident, was arrested by Saudi police in Riyadh after posting a live video chat with a friend. The police said on Monday that they had arrested an Egyptian resident in Saudi Arabia who appeared in a broadcast on a social media site talking to another woman with sexual content and suggestiveness that could have a negative impact on public morality. Safwan who was not named by the police, has been referred to the public prosecution. In the video, Safwan is chatting to her female Saudi friend and asks her to come over, saying she's lonely in Riyadh. Her friend declined, or declined, saying it is 3.30 a.m. Even better, because everyone will be asleep and they won't hear what I'll do to you, Safwan replies. They won't hear your screams from how much fun we'll be having. The clip prompted a social media campaign against Safwan with a hashtag trending on Twitter that translates to Tala Offends Society. Safwan, who has 5 million followers on TikTok and more than 800,000 subscribers on YouTube, said the clip had been taken out of context from the full video in order to cause a scandal.
She denied any lesbian subtext in her comments and said she did not mean to offend anyone. Homosexuality is banned in Saudi Arabia. Safwan's content is highly popular among Arab teenagers and young adults, where she carries out pranks and challenges and talks about TV shows. She also discusses embarrassing so- social situations and uses provocative headlines to discuss relationships. Herein lies the fact that you can control the body, but you can't control the mind. Um, because a society bans a certain lifestyle doesn't mean, and I'm not saying because I'm going with her. She says she, she's denying any lesbian subtext, although what she said could prove otherwise or could suggest otherwise, right? But no matter how you suppress uh or try to suppress your feelings, you can only do so for so long. And it doesn't matter the faith or the culture, the religion, it doesn't matter. What's inside of you, what you think about, what you dream about, what you envision, nobody can change that. Some people will risk it to live it out. Some people will continue to try to live in denial i don't know i'm not saying that their social ideologies or their social construct is wrong i'm not asking them to um change their laws or whatever but has it really worked food for thought has it truly worked don't you think people are doing it in secret i mean moments (laughs) with all the laws that are being passed here in the united states it's going to end up just like (laughs) what happened to this young lady yeah you're right you're right javette we're going to mirror the same type of I can't even, let me just say frackadackle. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but didn't I say this? And I've said it several times that we're not really free. True freedom does not exist. It does not exist. There is um, penalty for the things you say if it goes against the ideologies of those who are in power. There is Um, you're criminalized for wanting to exercise your own freedoms. How dare you want to own who you are? How dare you think you are the owner of your own body? No, you belong to somebody, to some society, to some (laughs) ideology. You, you, You know, who cares what you think? Nobody. Because the minute you step out of line, the minute you color outside the, the lines that they constructed, you're a problem. Yes, you're free as long as you don't step outside. You are free as long as you think like us. You're free as long as you dance like us, talk like us. You have to be in alignment and you're free. The minute you are uh, out of alignment, no, you're not free. You're, you're so-called called freedom 
is revoked. Whatever that looks like, right? Yeah. U.S. House of Representatives Speaker Nancy Pelosi's rumored plan for a trip to Taiwan has infuriated China and left the White House with a serious geopolitical headache. How big a problem is this? China has warned of serious consequences if Mrs. Pelosi were to proceed with her visit. Second in line to the presidency after the vice president, Mrs. Pelosi would be the highest ranking U.S. politician to travel to the island since 1997. This rankles China, which sees self-ruled Taiwan as a breakaway province that must become a part of the country. Beijing has not ruled out the possible use of force to achieve this. Even the Biden administration has reportedly tried to dissuade the California Democrat from going. Last week, President Joe Biden told reporters, the military thinks it's not a good idea, but his White House has called Chinese rhetoric against any such trip clearly unhelpful and not necessary. The State Department says Mrs. Pelosi has not announced any travel and the U.S. approach to Taiwan remains unchanged. While the U.S. maintains what it calls a robust unofficial relationship with Taiwan, it has formal diplomatic ties with China and not Taiwan. Mrs. Pelosi's trip, if it were to happen, also comes amid increased tensions between Washington and Beijing and ahead of a much-anticipated phone call between U.S. President Joe Biden and Chinese leader Xi Jinping. Why would Pelosi want to visit Taiwan? There is a strong bipartisan support for Taiwan among the American public and in the U.S. Congress. And over a congressional career spanning 35 years, Speaker Pelosi has been a vocal critic of China. Are the U.S. and China heading to war over Taiwan? U.S. watching China very closely on Taiwan. General, she hasn't denounced its human rights record met with pro-democracy dissidents and visited Tiananmen Square to commemorate victims of the 1989 massacre. Mrs. Pelosi's original plan was to visit Taiwan in April, but it was postponed after she tested positive for COVID-19. She has declined to discuss details of the trip, but said last week that it was important for us to show support for Taiwan. But why does China oppose the visit? Well, Beijing views Taiwan as its territory and has repeatedly raised the specter of annexing it by force if necessary. So what's behind the China-Taiwan divide? China and Taiwan? A really simple guide. Chinese officials have expressed anger over what they view as growing diplomatic engagement between Taipei and Washington. This includes a surprise visit to the island by six U.S. lawmakers in April. On Monday, Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesman Zhao Lijian warned his country would take firm and resolute measures if Mrs. Pelosi went ahead with her visit. And the U.S. will be responsible for all of these serious consequences, he said. A spokesman of the Chinese Ministry of Defense seemed to suggest there could even be a military response. If the U.S. side insists on going ahead, the Chinese military will never sit idle and will take strong measures to thwart any external interference and separatist attempts for Taiwan independence, said Colonel Tan Kifi, 
when he spoke with China daily. My recommendation to Nancy Pelosi is um, please do not go. We have enough on our table right now. We can't take on another war. We're already at war with Russia via Ukraine. Um, there's so much going on. Let us not put wood in the fire. Let us not pour kerosene on the flames. Um, let us be very careful. Right? If they are very vocal, and I do not think China is bluffing, we sometimes need to know when to fall back. And if the timing isn't right, respect that. We, the taxpayers in the U.S., are already paying enough money to Ukraine for a war we didn't ask you all to get involved in. Do not start a war with China. That's all I'm going to say. We, we, um, we have issues here that we can use the money for, right? We have homelessness, we have health care, we have hunger. We have issues. We have, um, <laughs> you know what, let, let me keep it moving. Those were our stories from the international scene. When we return, it's news out of North America. Here are some more from our feature Friday. Hear me feature Friday. WCW artists for today. I'm thinking it's Friday. Can Friday hurry up and come? Alicia Keys. Hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday. No other woman, you'd be weak as a lamb. If you had the strength to walk out my door, my love would overrule my sins, and I'd call you back for more. I was your woman, I was your woman, and you were my man.
Thank you to all our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me. You're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. It's hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday. And today we are crushing on Alicia Keys, playing her songs throughout the show. Coming up after this, we have our details of the stories out of North America. Quality music while you work or play to help you get through your day. Log on to www.qmzradio.com. And now it's time for us to get into the details. Pope's Canada visit does not heal wounds of indigenous survivors. Chantal Buffalo lives with painful history of Canada's residential schools on her doorstep in the First Nations community in central Alberta. The 32-year-old's mother and other relatives are survivors of the Indian Residential School, the former government-funded Roman Catholic-run boarding facility for indigenous peoples that operated there for more than 50 years until 1975. Pope Francis paid a visit to the site this week as part of his pilgrimage of penance for abuses committed against indigenous communities. But many like Chantal are less than impressed with the pontiff's visit. You never invite a wolf into your den, Chantal said frankly during a telephone interview with Al Jazeera. And this was days before the Pope's arrival. You don't bring someone here that has not fully understood what has gone on for all these years. I don't accept that he's coming to my home. It's not something I agree with. From the late 1800s until 1997, there were 139 federally mandated residential schools which assimilated indigenous children into mainstream Canadian culture. Abuse was widespread and the children were barred from speaking their indigenous language and practicing cultural norms. No one wins U.S. Mega Millions jackpot now over $1 billion. Who is buying a ticket? 
we all need to buy tickets, right? We all need to buy a ticket. $2, so let's not scringe on that. A giant Mega Millions lottery jackpot ballooned to $1.02 billion after no one matched all six numbers Tuesday night and won the top prize. The new estimated jackpot will be the nation's fourth largest lottery prize. The jackpot has grown so large because no one has matched the game's six selected numbers since april 15 that's 29 consecutive drawings without a big winner tuesday's numbers were if you bought a ticket pull it out check them here we go 7 29 60 63 66 mega ball number 15 and i'll let you hear those numbers again 7 29 60 63 66 and the mega ball number 15 the 1.02 billion dollar prize is for winners who choose the annuity option paid annually over 30 years most winners opt for the cash option which for the next drawing friday night is an estimated 602.5 million dollars the odds of winning the jackpot are one in 302.5 million mega millions is played in 45 states as well as washington dc and the u.s virgin islands the game is coordinated by state lotteries so i'll take the cash option give me my 602 million so I can do as I please with it, help who need to get help. Um, yeah, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, be very careful, though, I will say this. If any of us in here on Clubhouse should be the winner, or if anyone listening online on QMZRadio.com or JohnNoRadio.com, if any of you wins, please be very careful um, when securing the services of an attorney to collect your funds, if that's the route you choose to go. Um, that would be my personal route because you want to protect your privacy as much as you can because, you know, everybody will come after you. People will find reasons to sue you. Um, people who <laughs> raised you will come and tell you how much they did for you. Um, people you didn't know were your relatives will come out of the woodworks. Everybody's going to have someone sick or dying in their family. Everybody's going to need a business startup. Everybody's going to need something. And before you know it, you're broke. So here's my recommendation. If you, any of you, any of us, let me say that. I'm not going to exclude myself because I'm going to buy a ticket. If any of us are so fortunate to win have a plan have a plan before you even buy the ticket that's my recommendation have a plan before you even buy the ticket right um if you decide that you're going to help family members be specific with what you're going to help them with if you can have that help done anonymously even better right if you want to pay off some mortgages for some family members do that if you want to buy a home do that i would refrain from giving them money per se unless you have a specific amount in mind but i feel that when you give money it only opens up the door for them to come back for more whereas if you you know you've heard auntie jane saying 
oh my gosh, I, I have some this mortgage that is a burden for me. I want to pay it off. See how you can find out, not by yourself, send someone to do the work, you know, get the details and pay off that mortgage, right? Pay it off for her. So that way it frees up her, relieves her burden. Um, if you want to help to pay for a surgery, don't give the people the money. Pay for the surgery directly. Find out as much as you can and have the money sent directly to the hospital or the doctor so that's covered for them. In other words, be secretive with your giving, right? Protect yourself as much as you can. We've heard too many stories where people set people up to be murdered, thinking they're going to get access to the money, and guess what? Nobody gets it. Yes, Javon. <laughs> All I see is Clubhouse Girls Trip. Yay! Private jet. <laughs> and don't be afraid to do something for yourself out of it. Don't. Do not be afraid. Right? But what I will say is carefully manage and seek advice. As I was saying earlier, my preference is to seek the services of an attorney, set up a trust. Um, they will collect it on my behalf. And understand you're going to have to pay them. Remember, you didn't have it to start with. So don't be reluctant in be reluctant to protect yourself. If it's going to cost you a million dollars for your safety, spend the million dollars. It's worth it rather than the headache in the long run. Okay. Um, but do not go after lawyers who advertise their services as lottery lawyers. Uh -uh. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Be very careful. And that's why I say you want to have a plan of action before you even buy the ticket. Right? So you've carved out who you're going to give to, um, anonymously, what charities you want to give to anonymously, um, be specific and put yourself on a budget, put yourself on a budget. Don't go stir crazy. Um, you have a six, you have $602 million. Have a annual budget. Say I'm going to live off of a hundred thousand a year or 250,000 a year. Be specific. Otherwise you will go crazy. Just spending, 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 spending. And before you know it, you're broke. So have a plan folks. That's a little advice I can give for what it's worth. Let me check the chat here. Private jet, private security and boy toys for a week. Ah, <laughs> yes. Live it up for one week. Treat yourself, folks. It's important. Do something that you've always wanted to do that you were not able to before. All right. So each of us is going to buy a ticket or two or more, whatever you can afford. Right. Um, yeah. So a Washington state man has been charged after he reportedly threatened to shoot black people shopping at a Topps grocery store in Buffalo, New York. Again, what's up? The black community is continuously in the process of healing following the slew of domestic terrorist attacks made against us. Back in May, a domestic terrorist slaughtered several people shopping at a top supermarket in a predominantly black neighborhood. Just two months after the mass shooting, calls from a man threatening to kill black people at another tops location and a nearby store were reported. The calls came in on July 19 and 20th. 
NPR reports the man who called was identified as 37-year-old Joey David George. NPR obtained a federal criminal complaint that stated George used the name Peter when making the calls. When he called the store, he said he would make the news if he shot and killed all of the black people, including all of the women, children, and babies. He also asked a Topps employee if the store was being cleared out, claiming that he may already be in the establishment or somewhere nearby. He also asked how many black people were in the store. He added that if no one were at the store, then he'd move on to Jefferson Avenue Topps location, where the mass shooter murdered 10 people in May. The Buffalo community is trying to heal from the horrific shooting at the Topps grocery store. I cannot imagine the type of fear such hate-fueled threats engendered in those just trying to go about their daily lives, said U.S. Attorney Nick Brown. We cannot tolerate this kind of hate in our community and will not sit by while people or while people seek to terrorize others across our country. George has since been arrested and charged with two counts of interstate threats. NPR reports George previously made calls threatening to shoot black and brown customers who were eating at a restaurant. How do the parents of these people feel and the grandparents knowing that you passed on hatred? Because hatred is taught. Somebody taught it to you and it usually starts in the home. I'm sorry, I don't care what anybody want to say. It usually starts at the home. The little things you might say, you might not think it's impactful, but you're giving people food for thought. You're planting seeds that they sit down and they fester and, and they grow. This country is filled with sick, demented, tormented people who are not happy with themselves, so they seek to make others miserable and make the lives of others miserable. They spew hate and then they say they love. How can you say you love when you're filled with hate? How can you say you love yourself but you hate other people so much so that you are threatening women, children, babies, black people, brown people? You know, while we are trying to hold Donald Trump responsible for ja the January 6th insurrection, where I believe had those people got a hold of Pence and Pelosi and others, they would have killed them, in my opinion. Why aren't we holding him responsible for the um, unveiling of the hatred? that people are so blatantly displaying since he went into office. And I'm not saying it wasn't there before, but when he started on his campaign trail and when he was in office with this Make America Great campaign, which is to Make America White Again campaign, these were the things that he was endorsing, whether he wants to admit it or not, and I don't care. And people... Hold on to his every word. There are people who don't have the ability to rationalize and to think for themselves who hold on to these things and feel, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Here is somebody who is echoing our sentiments and here is somebody who has given us the green light to carry out the way we feel and, you know, and do the things we've always wanted to do. Modern day lynching. 
And I'm glad they um, took him in. And as they come up and as they make these threats, take them in. What was the law that we got to protect us? What was that law? Did we get the law, by the way? What did we get? I know the anti-lynching law. The anti-lynching law. Thank you, Sunet. We got that. Do we need more? There's another one. Um, it happened. It, that was passed during the Obama administration. I cannot remember the name, but there was another one. Okay. Thank you again, Sunet. What is it about us that makes you cringe? I said this yesterday. We should be the ones cringing. <laughs> we should be the ones. Um, yeah. Yeah. When we return, it's business and tech news and health and science news. We need a little music to calm this anger that's boiling. And that's why I try to avoid certain things, right? Thank you, um, Alicia and Jay-Z. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out at Brooklyn, now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the Narrow, but I'll be hood forever, I'm the new Sinatra, and since I made it here, I can make it anywhere, yeah, they love me everywhere, I used to cop in Harlem, all of my Dominicanos right there up on Broadway, pulled me back to that McDonald's, took it to my stash spot, 560 State Street, catch me in the kitchen like a Simmons whipping pastry, cruising down A Street, off-white Lexus, driving so slow, but BK is from Texas, me, I'm out that Bed-Stuy, home of that boy. Biggie. Now I live on Billboard, and I brought my boys with me. Say what up to Tata, still sipping my tie. Sitting courtside, Knicks and Nets give me high five. I be spiked out, I could trip a referee. Tell by my attitude that I'm most definitely from...
To all our listeners, logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to join me tomorrow as we also go live on futurefm.net and futurefm98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. You can follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram Moments with Me Media. Need some free credit? No worries, Jano Radio, they got you. All you got to do is follow them on Instagram, J-A-H-K-N-O Radio on Instagram. Don't forget, we are giving away $100 in phone credit, Digicel and Flow, every day until July 31st. Good morning to everyone just tuning in, everyone just joining us. Thank you. It is now time for business and tech news. You know, I've never played this part of it. I always cut it off. Well, I haven't played this part in a long time. I always cut it off. But anyway, a sign of the times. Now there's a college course on how to be a social media influencer. For anyone looking to be the next IG baddie, a college in Ohio now offers a full influencer course. Owens Community College in Toledo, Ohio has introduced the Media Influencer Certificate. The two-semester lesson can be taken independently or combined with another degree. To successfully complete the program, students must take basic coding, business, visual storytelling, and public speaking classes. 
The program director, Jen Hazel, says students studying broadcast media technology, commercial art technology, music business tech, and entrepreneurship will likely show interest in the curriculum. While a full influencer certificate may be the first of its kind, many colleges have begun introducing social media coursework into the classroom to appeal to their incoming first-year students. Georgetown University offers a social media certificate, while many other schools across the country offer classes focusing on social media management, social computing, and more. With increased monetization and sponsorship opportunities, a career as an influencer has become a serious aspiration for many. Two influencers spoke exclusively to Insider and revealed that they make six-figure salaries as full-time social media influencers. With Instagram now paying even the average user for reels, everyone is looking to cash in on this booming way to make money. Those interested in the Media Influencer Certificate are encouraged to visit www.owens.com. .edu for more information. Not sure if they offer the courses um, remotely, um, but you can also check with your local um, colleges, your local community colleges, and uh, local vocational schools. I remember some months ago I did say this that some companies, when you go for an interview, they want to know if you have social media skills. Yep, well, there we go. It is now a co college course. So, don't sleep on it, folks. There's money to be made if you are so inclined. I think young people who have so much talent and vision, you know, and you notice that they're very creative, encourage them to embark on this as well. All right. Americans grew even more pessimistic about the U.S. economy over the past month. This is according to the latest survey on consumer attitudes and tensions and expectations from the conference board. The Consumer Confidence Index for July slipped from 95.7 from June's revised reading of 98.4, which was adjusted downward by 0.3 points. It's the lowest index reading since February 2021 when levels were 95.2. However, the July number remains considerably above the deeply pessimistic readings during the Great Recession when the index fell as low as 25.3. It's the third consecutive month that the index fell a decline driven by consumers souring on the state of current business conditions. The index that tracks assessments of current business and labor conditions tumbled to 141.3 from 147.2, according to the report. It's a sign that growth has slowed during the third quarter, Lynn Franco, the conference board's senior director of economic indicators, said in a statement. Consumers' expectations for the next six months ahead held relatively steady, but remain at a level that suggests recession risks persist, she noted, adding that inflation continues to weigh heavily. And it is time for sports news. Ball of baby Sharif O'Neal reportedly signed six-figure deal with the G League team. Sharif O'Neal has found a new home after being undrafted in this year's NBA draft. According to Shams Charania O'Neal, the son of NBA... Am I pronouncing that name right? Shams? Shams? Charania? Charania? Where is that name from? 
O'Neal, the son of NBA legend Shaquille O'Neal, is signing a six-figure deal with the NBA G League Ignite team. After attending the G League Elite Prospect Camp in May, the six foot ten, two hundred and fifteen pound O'Neal played for his father's former team, the Lakers, in the NBA Summer League. NBA teams were impressed by O'Neal's athleticism and background during the pre-draft and summer league processes, according to Charan. You know what, Char. In June, O'Neal made headlines when he admitted that his father preferred that he stayed in school rather than sign up for the draft. I know he probably doesn't want me saying this, but sorry, we're both grown. We'll get past it, he said. I know he's an NBA legend. I know he's my dad, but it was right in front of me. I had to go get it. So if he likes it or not, it's not really going to stop me from doing what I want to do. Um... As I'm reading the names, I don't know if I mentioned it in here. I struggle with pronouncing some names, and please do not bash me for that. Um, I do stumble, and I don't want to disrespect anybody by not being able to pronounce their names correctly. Unfortunately, articles don't come with the pronunciation. Um, sometimes you go on YouTube, and you're trying to figure it out, and you still can't get it. Uh, so I, I remember this video that I saw, I think it was on Facebook when I was on Facebook or on Instagram, can't remember, where a parent was very upset that a teacher did not know how to pronounce her child's name. Uh, the child's name is spelled L-A, there's a line, and then A. So, of course, the teacher is calling the child La. The I know how to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you know. I, I know you would figure it out. Um, so that, yeah. So the teacher is calling the child La, and the mother, the mother's like, "That's not her name." And the teacher's like, "Yes, that's what I see." No, read it again. And the teacher is really confused. And the mother says, "Her name is Ladasha." Now, how on earth am I supposed to figure out that child's name is Ladasha? Is that unique? Is that trying to be unique? Why do we do that to our children? Right. Are you serious right now, Ladasha? I'm I not being. I'm not joking. I'm serious. As so that is that what you you knew what it was, Sinead? Yeah, because um, if you look in the chat, there's one who actually was on the news, and that's a person's name. And let's see if y'all can pronounce that. Adasha. 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 Adashi. Adashi. You know what? Adashi. You know what? Adashi. You know what? Why? Because you're supposed to pronounce it dash, okay? I say hyphen when I see those because my name is hyphen. I say hyphen. Okay? I am hyphenated. Wow. So they could um oh, take Jesus. that and push it someplace. Um why because, you get why get mad at the teacher? Why would you get exactly. mad at the teacher for not understanding that? Just teach just show tell the teacher how to pronounce it. And unfortunately, or the child should Russell, it's always black people. It. It's always black people course, doing this. Of course, we're going to no, do that. Thank no, you for no. you and me. Take that back. Take that I, back. I can't take, take it back, back. Sonette, no, no, because no, no, that's no, all no. I've seen. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. With the way Nisha is and Markeisha is for, for a minute, I want you to stop for a minute. Okay, let me and stop. Go and go and look up Elon Musk's children's name. Hold on. And okay. then you can then we can come back to this. Okay. Well, you okay. see, because well, I don't follow them. Well, when we talk about celebrities, that that's a different realm. Yeah, they're, celebrities they're on a different. Yeah. They're on the cuckoo uh, realm. Okay, fine. I will. I will take y'all there. But it's not. <laughs> yes, I will say. Let me. Let me. Let me step back and say yes. 
people of African-American descent or African descent have done some crazy things with their children's names. I'm going to say that. But I, don't, I also don't think it's only black people. Oh, well, we have children named Apple. Um, we, we, it's not only black people. You're right. They it's have not only, but we have North and Northwest and all that. Other I don't. Pay, well, direction. is it the, the daddy black? Right. I don't pay attention honestly <laughs> to what to what, what moments have you have you actually looked in the Bible? Some biblical name that easy to No, that I can understand. But this Ladasha and Quintanisha. I struggle over pronouncing these names when I see, and I see some spelling. Okay, so I've pulled up his children. Um, Vivian Jenna Wilson. Um, there is one, Aexa, X-A-E-A-12. <laughs> there is Nevada. Okay. There is X. I'm sorry, go again. Go again. <laughs> go back to the dash 12. The dash 12 is part of the name. Yes. This is why I stay. So now you see why I stay muted during the day. And this is why I stay. But muted. we don't need to do what they do. Why we got to follow them? That's their level of crazy. Let them do that. We, we, we don't need to do that. We don't have Elon money to where it doesn't matter if somebody calls our name or not. Nevada. I can accept oh, that. Nevada is a decent name. Um, Exa Dark, Sid Rael, or Side Rael, Sid, whatever. I don't know what the heck that is. Well, I don't know what that name moments. That was that was one person. <laughs> We're running out the name. Hold on a second. Hold on. Griffin. Griffin is a reasonable name. <laughs> Damien is another reasonable name. But I mean, I don't care about what he wants to name his children. Because his children, I don't have to teach them. I, we, don't, we, 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 we don't care about them. That's crazy people stuff. That's what they do. Because he knows his children don't have to interact with nobody. Right? Um. You know, this is so. This is Chief. Good morning, everyone. Grand morning, rising. Chief. I hope everybody's doing well. Morning, 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 yeah, morning, virtual morning. Hugs for everybody. <laughs> so it's funny because I'm laughing. I'm sitting back laughing my heart out because I'm thinking about the fact that English is the youngest language on the planet. I mean, they didn't even have a letter J until the 1600s. So imagine what the names look like in <laughs> pre-1600 or during the 16th century prior when you didn't even have a full alphabet. Can you imagine how crazy the names were? And, when you, and like you said, we don't have to imitate other people. I think the, if the parents were in the room, in this clubhouse room, they would probably agree with you. And they would say, that's exactly why I created that name, because I don't want to follow everybody else. Now, to expect that teacher to know what that means is unrealistic. Right? And, and I, agree with, I, I agree that uh, we're not the only people. If you go to West Virginia, in the hills of West Virginia, okay. and look, look at some of the names of those white folks. I'm telling you right now, you will be, you will be appalled. You will be appalled. So, I mean, they got kids named named Zero and huh. and Draco. <laughs> just it's just crazy. I'm just saying. You know the worst part about me, um, Chief, is that I'll I'll stand in front of you. You will be saying the name, and my eyes are gonna open up, and you're gonna see on my face the word written ridiculous and then you'll hear me say what um the little <laughs> the little boy said in um bernie max comedy stand-up stand-up comedy performance um him downstairs i'd be like uh-huh him or uh-huh her uh she because I, I ain't got time for this i am not beating myself up 
I struggle get, getting through some of the names. Believe you me. And not just our folks. And, and um, I can understand other languages, you know, because I don't understand those cultures and the, the meaning behind those names. I don't. But here we are speaking English, and I can't pronounce these names that are English names, allegedly. Ladasha. And then the, te- the, the parent gets, gets upset with the teacher for not being able to pronounce the name. Come on now. I, English people can't even pronounce the English names. Okay, so here's <laughs> I mean, my... I, I, <laughs> I hear from my Jamaican friend. Listen, my Jamaican, my educated, my academic Jamaican family. When I tell you, they, they talk about me so bad when I speak English. They're like, chief, you are bastardizing the language as if we own it, but they still do, right? And Because they're telling me, listen, we don't even pronounce the king's English properly. Everybody's tearing it up in some way, form, or fashion and claiming their own with this cryptogramic type language. But for us, for black people, I think it's more rebellious in some ways. I think it comes from a place of rebellion as opposed to a, a place of ignorance because we, we, we have a different cultural mindset, right? When you think about it diasporically, where you have a whole tradition and culture where people were not allowed to even read or write English so then when, and then you got to take on somebody else's English name or English to last name. So it's almost rebellious to take on a name that somebody that a, that a person who speaks or teaches English can't even read. Right. And it, I think in some ways it may even be it, it may be a subconscious kind of rebelliousness that we're not even conscious of because a lot of us have some very unique names in the diaspora. Yeah, you know, that's my that's my input. You're right. So that you're not going to do this to me. I am not even going to attempt. That is my newest. That is my newest employee at work. One of our newest, and everybody calls him MBA for his initials. Um, this man is Eritrean. I w- I kind of figured it was Middle Eastern. It's Mehertab. Mehertab, and you have to put that nasal sound in, right? Mehertab. You have to pull the H and the R E, and you have to actually say it. You have to Mehertab. breathe it. You know. Okay, hold on. Let me so, try. Like, it's like Chief's name. I just want him to say it to me two times, and I'll get it because I keep missing it when he says it. Chief, please. Yes. So my name is Egunwale. Egunwale. Amusan. Egunwale Amusan. Shan. Amusan. Amusan. Okay. Yes. Egunwale Amusan. And that's, yes. that, that, that yes. derives from our country. That's what? what? What country is that from? That's Yoruba, Nigeria. Nigeria. Okay. And so Chief, what's the shortening? Chief, what's the shortening of your name? Because my name is Alexa, but they call me Alexi. Wale. 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 Yeah. Yes. Okay. Listen, y'all gotta forgive us. Forgive me, okay? When I struggle, please forgive me. Um, yeah. Please forgive me. All right. So the drug trial of American basketball star Brittany Griner. In a Russian, did I skip over the O'Neill thing? Six figure. I didn't know they paid out six figures in the G League. But anyway, um, let me keep it moving. Uh, the drug trial of American basketball star Brittany Griner in a Russian court focused Tuesday on testimony that cannabis, while illegal in Russia, is regarded in other countries as having legitimate medicinal use. 
Griner has acknowledged that she was carrying vape canisters containing cannabis oil when she was arrested in February at the airport in Moscow. But she contends that she had no criminal intent and that the canisters ended up in her luggage inadvertently because of hasty packing. We are not arguing that Britney took it there as a medicine. We are still saying that she involuntarily brought it here because she was in a rush, said defense attorney Alexander Boykov after the session in which a Russian neuropsychologist testified about worldwide use of medicinal cannabis. The Russian public has to know, and the Russian court in the first place has to know, that it was not used for recreational purposes in the United States. It was prescribed by a doctor, he said. Um, Marlon brought up an interesting question yesterday, right? Um, this was after the show, and we were talking, and he said, so athletes are allowed to use cannabis even though it's prescribed by a doctor? I was like, that's interesting. Because don't they test you for... So those who use it recreationally are not allowed to use it, only those who use it medicinally. That was the question I asked yesterday. You because asked even, it. Okay. even that I'm even that runner yeah. even that runner from Houston, remember she couldn't um do her trials because they found that in her system. So Marlon probably was asleep when you asked because he asked me after the show too. Yeah. That's that that's an interesting question. How does that work? If it's found in your system medicinally, or you're using it for medicinal purposes, right? Versus Shikari. Was Shikari's use medicinally? Um, oh, my tongue twisting this morning. Wasn't she using it under the guide of a doctor, medicinal purposes? Or was it recreational for her? That was because of anxiety. I think that's what the story said. So that's what I'll repeat. Right. But was it um, prescribed or was she just using it on? She self-diagnosed and found that it worked for her. I, I, I don't know. Morning, everyone. Morning, James. Yeah, I, I think with Shikiri um, saying it's different because hers is under the, the, um, the Olympic um, body. That that's a world um, body. It's not. It's not like so. America has nothing to do with it. Um, I think if if she probably was, if she probably used it for the the, the American um, trial, um, probably she would have gotten away with it. But because it, it's it's a world body, um, you know, she wouldn't have gotten away with it because you know, like say like a Usain Bolt wouldn't have gotten away with something like that, or a Shelly and Fraser, or because it's a world body and um, the world is on a different timetable than America per se in terms of, you know, the cannabis. Like every jurisdiction have different um, rules. So mm -hmm. the world body just, the world body to be safe, I think the world body just said like it's, you know, you can't use it, period. Because like, because people, people have been, like a lot of people who, who lose medals and stuff like that, it's for like, 
behind the counter like some some medication prescription stuff that have a little bit of whatever banned substance in it like if you have a headache and you take certain thing and and there's um bad ban um traces of banned substance in that uh, medication then people lose their medals for that so i think that's why like she you know but i the NBA, I'm not sure because I know the NBA. There's no, you can't, you can't use it in the NBA. I know players, players like smoke in the off season, but they can't smoke during the regular season. So I, I don't know about the medical part of it, but I know recreationally you're not supposed to use it. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting how that works, right? Um. Okay. Let's see what they say, if that will hold any value in the court. Go right ahead, Yvette. The The biggest, well, you know, we spoke about this yesterday, but when I was listening this morning on the news, I think the length of the sentence is ridiculous. 10 years yeah. for a little vape cartridge, for a vape cartridge, yeah. not, for a, not for a pound, not for 10 pounds, a vape cartridge. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Their laws are very strict. They are very strict, believe it or not. A lot of Russians go to Jamaica to smoke weed, though. You know that? Yeah, I, I think it seems ridiculous because we're not in North America. But, like, for example, like Cuba. Cuba has, has some of those um, laws, too. Like, um, if you get caught with, with, with anything like that or, or if you get caught... Um, being involved in any type of, type of prostitution or stuff like that. There's some like hefty like 10, 15 year sentence. Um, there's a Jamaican, I think there's a Jamaican cop that's, that's in Cuba, that's in jail in Cuba for like, I think he got like life sentence for like, for like drugs. Yes, yeah, so like they don't play in, in some of these countries when it comes on to like drug. I think Singapore has, has some of those um, tough laws too. Yes, but Singapore yeah, like I, yeah, but I think I think you know someone said it earlier this week too. Like when you're traveling to other countries, like for me, like I'm very paranoid when I'm traveling. I check my 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 suitcase. I check everything a million times because yeah. when you're going to other countries, you you have to play by their rule, you know. And and I think sometimes because people from North America or people from certain first world country feel like. You know we're going to other countries so 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 you know we just go whatever but you have to play by their rules and you know it's 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 fair enough because i think wayne marshall wayne marshall went went to sir went to something like this too like he he was going to, to america and someone in his in his crew like had like um smoked some weed and had the little, you know, the, 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 the tail end of the weed when you smoke it. And in Jamaica, sometimes they save it. And the person put it in his luggage. And it was in his luggage for like about two years. And he didn't realize. And when he was um, coming through the airport in America, they found it. And he got arrested. And that's why he lost his visa up until today. He lost his visa for that. And... The only reason why he got out because he had a good lawyer and everything, and they saw that it wasn't something that was being smoked recently. Hold like, on, who but, lost their visa? Um, Wayne Marshall. No, he has his visa. Huh? He has his U.S. visa. 
No, but he lost. I don't know if he got it back, but he, he lost his it US then. visa. He was oh, in, got... yeah, he was at a basketball game in New Orleans okay. since this year. Yeah, he has his US visa. Yeah, but yeah, but from back then, those times when he was on the top of his game, he, he lost his visa because of that. Because of a, a, a draw of weed, like that was like about a year, two years old. So, yeah, you have to be careful when you're traveling. But um, Rosolo made a comment in the chat saying that Griner has been to the Olympics. So when did she start with the medicinal cannabis? All right, so, uh, good question. That's a good question. She has been to the Olympics. So when did she start using cannabis for medicinal purposes? Is it me? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, okay, you're good. loud and clear. Okay, good. I just want to make sure. That's an interesting point. Nobody, nobody knows as much nobody as you. Nobody knows. So, okay. yeah, we don't know. <laughs> interesting to find out, right? Yeah. So, moment. Yeah. When, when, when was she arrested? Just want to get something clear. She was when arrested. When was she arrested? In February. Of this year. Yeah. So we're gonna look past the facts. Say, Brittany Griner. Um, her. Arrest is not just for the weed. We know, <laughs> we know that. Go, we know that. We know that. We said it's political too. We said it yesterday. Was it yesterday we said it, so, folks? We said it yesterday. We know, we yes. We hashing out nothing. It's mainly political. Mm -hmm. So therefore, because look at it. I think, I think another person was held in Russia as well, and they have been released. And why hasn't she been released? I mean, it's cartridges. You understand me? She said, Ray, Ray, blah, blah, blah. She has a good case. But at the same, and she's been playing for a Russian team this whole time. So why would you want to do this? It's political. So we don't have a hash over nothing, you know. <laughs> this political. Story done. It's political. <laughs> Story done indeed. And it is time for Caribbean Corner. As I'm playing the um, intro for Caribbean Corner, I'm sure y'all, sh well, y'all should know by now, Coffee's Pull Up made the um, summer playlist for Barack Obama for 2022. Yeah, it came out yesterday. Um, happy for her. She's on that list. Uh, along with, we have two African acts on it too, Thames and Burna Boy. Burna Boy's last, last. The song that just came out is on the list. Um, there's a reggaeton song on it as well. Can't remember the name of that one. But yeah, way to go. Way to go. I don't think it's the first time she's made his list. Or is it Michelle Obama's list? Spice has been on the list. Coffee has been on the list before. Yeah. Yeah, Coffee, Coffee made the list every year. I, I think... Obama just like her now, so like even if she sing ABC, like she's gonna be on the list. She's been on the list every year, <laughs> every year since <laughs> since her, her hit song. Every year she's on the list. Yeah, you're so wrong for that, James. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But on to our stories, courtesy of Caribbean News dot com.
U.S. working together with CARICOM to find solutions to urgent issues. The United States has sought to reassure the Caribbean community CARICOM grouping that it is working with the 15-member integration grouping to find solutions to urgent challenges facing the region. We're working together in our region and beyond to try to find solutions to urgent challenges to include climate, food security, and energy security, said U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken before meeting at the State Department with Guyana President Irfan Ali. We're working together on issues, and I think coming out of the Summit of the Americas in particular, there is a lot more energy in those efforts, including some things that we're working on very actively right now, and I know we'll be sharing in the weeks ahead. Uh, here's what I would say right what i would urge caricom members to say in working together with the u.s to find solutions to urgent issues put haiti at the top of the list please if you care about the nation if you don't want the haitians in your islands in your countries put them at the top of the list make them priority because there is an urgent issue and i'm not going to pretend and sit here uh, sit here and pretend rather that other islands welcome the Haitians because they don't, right? They do not. So since we don't want the Haitians in our countries, let us see how we can help them to improve the situation there. So CARICOM leaders, please put Haiti at the top of your list because they need help and insist that the U.S. works with you, works with the, with the, the CARICOM leaders to improve Haiti. If they're not willing to do so, you should be willing to walk away from them. That's all I'm going to say. May not be a realistic thing, but that's my vision, right? We need to stand up for our island, sister island nation. We have to. Enough is enough of us being selfish, of us separating ourselves from them. They are a part of the Caribbean, and thanks to them, we are free. The entire Caribbean is free. Yeah, again, I, I think I think um, it's up to America, America, and I put the onus on African Americans, you know, like to to think because the Caribbean, our our hands are tied. Like we have to we have to dance to America's music. We don't have so to. I, we don't have we to. Have to. We, we have to. Choose we choose to. to. We there's no such thing as have to, James. We choose to. No, like America, you don't know the behind the scene bullying. Remember, re remember what's his name, Tapia was the only person that was, was willing to come out front and bully Jamaicans in, in, in public. But bullying has been happening behind the scene for, for decades with all of the, the representatives that comes to Jamaica that represent the, the, the former president. But Tapia was the only one that, 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 that was brave enough to come out. Uh, and, and because he's a Donald Trump um, guy, like was brave enough to come out and say, if you do X, Y is going to happen to you. So that, that's been happening behind the scene. I remember the same thing. As I said, the same thing happened with Cuba when, when Manley was forming this close relationship with Cuba. He got warning to. You know, like when, when, when the, the whole thing with Bob Marley, and just imagine a singer had, had, had um, FBI and CIA like investigating like of people in the island, a musician. So, you know, we, we are tied. Our hands are tied. And I think America... Like, and, I, but James, I sorry to cut you right there, oh, but our hands are tied because of a choice we made. Am I wrong or am I right? We, no, it's, cho it's, we chose but, to do something. 
We didn't have to do it, but we chose to do it, right? No, but what I'm saying is that America will will tell Jamaica as far as they can go. Like you can you can go there, you can you can send doctors and, and look after people and you can do a, like a little charity case, but you can't and, and the thing is Jamaica need help itself. Most of the Caribbean need help. I think for anything substantial to happen in Haiti, America, like America, China or Russia. But America has the responsibility. Because like even and I say African Americans too, because like a lot of people don't even know, like New Orleans, New Orleans, culture of New Orleans is from Haiti. Is is from that revolution with when when people from Haiti run to Cuba and run from Cuba to, to the US and settle in, in New Orleans. All that, that that rich culture that New Orleans um is experiencing, it has to do with with, with, with the culture of Haiti and, and culture of um Cuba and, and, and those countries, those rich cuisine that people and 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 the you know everything that's there music and everything it has to do with that so like they have to reach out and, and try and, and help you know that country because too long they, you know as i said like they can't they can't hold like a grudge for so for over 200 years they have to do something about it man we have to, we have to hold them accountable we should hold them accountable again james and here's the thing there is no <laughs> We have a choice. We don't have to agree with what the U.S. says. We choose to do it because of the benefits we think we stand to gain. And unfortunately, we are fooled to think we have to do something. There's no such thing as having to do anything. It's We make choices. We have free will. We weigh the pros and cons. Sometimes we're presented with a package somebody will say oh if you don't do so and so i'm gonna kill you we didn't have to go with what they're requiring we could have done what we wanted to do and just say okay we, we did that's it so this is something we have to understand we don't have to do anything we choose to follow the rules and regulations of others that are imposed on us and because um let's look at cuba for example because Cuba chooses not to bend to certain things, they're feeling repercussions of such choices. They don't have to, but they chose to go that route. Countries who um, go to the IMF, they know what it comes with, and they choose to go along with it. Right? They didn't have to. They chose to. Yeah, That's the but moment, you see the thing is, as bad as Cuba is, Cuba has support. You know, Haiti has zero support. Cuba has support from, from China. They have support from Russia. They have support from Venezuela. And they even have, a, have support from America. And it shows, you, it shows you the level that when Cubans are, are trying to escape to America, they are allowed to end up in Florida. When people from Haiti trying to get to Florida, they don't get there. The boat capsize, or they, they catch them. They catch them um, before they hit the shore, um, so they can't come there. So they, they have some. They, they have some help. Haiti has zero, zero help, and 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 that's the thing. And and if if Tapia was brave enough to say like, look, if you guys um, continue building on this relationship with China, this is what's going to happen. You see all that remittance that you guys 
enjoy so much with Jamaican sending money from all over the world through the US, that's at risk. That's what Tapia said. And just imagine Andrew go through and say, like, look, we, I don't care what you want to say, like, I'm going to do what I want to do. And then all of a sudden, Jamaica cut off from the, the American banking system. You can imagine the chaos that would happen in Jamaica. All of the druggies who are trying to um, clean up their money, all of the scammers who are getting money through America banking system, all the people who are sending money for, for, for family and stuff like that. So they're bullies. And when you live in a, in a system where an extortion system, which you, there's, no, there's no way out. When you live in an extortion system, is it there do, where we suffer do? Are you going to feel it? And, and, and that's where the Caribbean is stuck. All right. Okay, thank you, James. Our next story comes out of Jamaica. St. Thomas Pharma succeeding with advice that no one else took. Former manager for the Rural Agricultural Development Authority, the RADA, St. Thomas Parish Office, Caswell Glover, is enjoying a fruitful retirement thanks to his investments in a farming enterprise. Glover, who owns G. Lover's Orchard in Roselle, St. Thomas, has utilized seven of his eight acres of farmland to grow a variety of fruit crops, which he harvests, processes, packages, and sells. His products include breadfruit, banana plantain, and cassava chips, breadfruit and banana flour, fruit wines and juices, and dried fruit snacks. The Pear Tree River resident told JIS News that the idea to establish a business evolved from his overseas travels during his tenure as a manager at the RADA. While overseas, Glover observed that operations like the one he currently owns were in abundance. When I returned from countries like Vietnam, every farmer group I happened to meet with, I tried to sell the idea of having value-added production as a type of marketing strategy. Upon retiring in 2013, the trained agriculturist followed his own advice and started his business with the help of family members and several workers from his community. The response has been awesome, he said. He says he does quite a bit of festivals, expos, and farmers markets, and at all the public forums, his goods are sold out. I'm glad that he's able to do that, and I'm glad they highlighted him, and may he be inspiration to others who have land sitting around and, you know, don't know what to do with it. Turn it into something profitable. Our next story, female cop in missing influencer case may sue over false claims. There are so many different angles to this story. I I really don't know which way to which way to go, right? But anyway, here here is this situation. The female district constable who along with her lover is being probed in the disappearance of social media influencer Donnelly Donaldson may take action against persons who are said to be making false claims against her in the public. Attorney Senior Smith, Oswet Senior Smith, who represents the D.C., told Loop News. Senior Smith noted that many false and erroneous reports are being propagated online by social media influence media influences regarding his client. He hinted that his client may soon be taking legal action against the offending parties. We will be pursuing remedies from the various social media platforms at the appropriate time, he said. Donaldson was reported missing on July 13 after she was picked up at her house by her boyfriend, a male constable who shares a relationship and child 
with the D.C. Donaldson was to spend the night at his corporate area apartment, but she has not been seen since then. Sophia Lugg, Donaldson's mother, reported her missing the following day, July 12th. Both the district constable and the male cop are to be questioned by Indicom on August the 3rd. Meanwhile, as per routine, the district constable has been taken off frontline duty as the probe into Donaldson's disappearance deepens. She's still at work, Senior Smith said. She has not been interdicted or suspended. She has been removed from frontline duties by the JCF pending the outcome of the investigation. But that does not mean that she has been formally named as a suspect. Um, Alexia, are you is, are you able to speak? What are you? What what's really swirling around on the news media outlets there in Jamaica? Because there's a lot of confusion. If you ask me, um, may not be con- confusion for some, but there's a lot of information with different angles appearing on social media and in what we have access to. If you're able to speak, I would love to hear what you're hearing there in Jamaica. Okay, Alexia may not be able to speak at this time. But um, I'll say this. Her mother was quoted, allegedly quoted, as saying that she always had a bad feeling about her, her daughter's relationship with this male cop. And how many times we as parents or our parents have said to us, you know, can't put my finger on it, but I don't think that's the right person for you. I think you need to disassociate. I think you need to sever ties. I think you need to end a relationship or choose a different set of friends. doesn't have to be a relationship per se, but even friends. I, I don't like the idea of you hanging out with this group, of, this group of people or going to these particular spots all the time. And we don't listen because we think we know it all. Um, and especially when we, 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 we shift the lens to relationships, intimate relationships, our hearts get wrapped up and we don't want to hear what our parents or grandparents or friends or anybody wants to say, especially parents. Our parents probably can't say exactly what it is, but guess what? Nine times out of ten, they're usually right. I know I've been guilty of that. Where my parents have said, oh, that relationship, I don't think you want to be in that. And I was rebellious. I wouldn't listen. I continued. I continued on that path. To my own detriment, right? Um, thankfully, I got my epiphany moment and was able to take my way, myself away, remove myself from the situation. My parents didn't know exactly what it was, but they knew something was off. And they were right. Lesson here, folks, is listen to your parents a little more. And children, listen to your parents. Listen to us, your parents. Right? We're, we're not trying to steer you wrong. We're not trying to kill your joy, take away your happiness. We're trying to protect you the best way we can. Because a lot of times it results in your disappearance or your death. That all could have been averted had you just listened to us. Just paid us some attention. Right? That's 
Oh, Alexa, you're back. I was asking, what are you hearing with regard to the Donaldson case and the two police officers? What's circulating on the news there? Jamaican people are helping, but it's the guy and the girl who did it. Namely, the girl who strangled her, the guy who helped her to dispose of the body, and several other police. Okay. You understand me? You even have, um, you even have, um, dancehall artists during the Sunfest, um, performance, Joshi. He was literally like, because he knows the police guy, he was like, yo, the police are masterminds, evil and criminals. You know what I say? If you have the girl, you know, bring her back. This just has to turn. I'm going to tell you something. Every Jamaican at this point knows that police, you can't. I don't say all of them bad, but yo, it's a thing, yo, where it's like more criminals are being drafted into the constabulary. It's no joke. And you have to be careful out there. And this girl, there's no joke about it. Nobody has any ethics that she's alive. We all feel it. She's dead. No, look at Jasmine Dean. All no. Jasmine Dean's bigger sister all dead. Our our sister, young sister all dead. One day after. And they still have four Jasmine. There are four, there are, there's another female. These females, when, when a female goes missing, 90% of the time she's dead. And the, and the police, what they have done now is they have removed the case from the halfway tree police station and put it somewhere else because of um, conflict of interest. So that's what's going on now. And the government is beating the bloggers, the constabulary force is beating the bloggers for talking about it. But it's the bloggers that are keeping this case alive or else it will get swept under the rug. Like so many others. Like so many others because there was this case one time from this dude in Portland Beaches out. If it wasn't for the bloggers, they wouldn't have found out what this man was doing for years. So we just have to keep the conversation going. Don't sweep it under the rug. Make as much noise as possible because a lot of our girls have gone this way and, and, and young men too. And a lot more will go this way if we don't make one bugger noise. All right. Thank you, Alexia, for your input. Appreciate that. Yeah, a lot of cleaning up needs to be done. And you said something which seems to be prevalent throughout the world where people get into forces, police forces, to be able to carry out or to hide their acts. Right? Yeah. A golden opportunity for female athletes at Birmingham 2022. The long-established Commonwealth Games will be bringing in something new. The quadrennial event that opens Thursday in Birmingham will be the first multi-sport international meet to host more medal events for women than for men and is running in tandem with its largest ever para-sport program. There will be 136 gold medals awarded to men, 134 on offer to uh, for I'm sorry, let me read that again. There'll be 136 gold medals awarded to women, 134 on offer for men, 
and 10 in mixed events when the 11-day Commonwealth Games, which started out in 1930 as the British Empire Games, is staged in England for the third time. Shelly Ann Fraser-Price could be lining up for one of them just weeks after she won the 100 meters at the World Championships in Eugene, Oregon. The 35-year-old, a five-time world champion in the 100 and three-time Olympic gold medalist, has never claimed an individual gold medal medal at the Commonwealth Games. Fraser Price led a medal sweep for Jamaica in the 100 at the World Championships in front of Sharika Jackson and Elaine Thompson Hero. She finished she finished second to Jackson in the 200 with Dino Asher Smith of Britain taking bronze to prevent a back-to-back sprint sweep for Jamaica. All right. So we look forward to that and I I believe the young ladies are going to perform very well. I have no doubt about that. All right. Uh, when we return, we have uh, our Believe It or Not stories plus entertainment news. Here is more from Alicia Keys, our feature. Um, why do I keep saying feature Friday? Isn't that it's supposed to be Friday? My mind is on Friday. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. I got to keep reminding myself. Alicia Keys or hashtag WCW artist for today. Woman Crush Wednesday. You can stay forever You can be so That it will only get better You and me together Through the days and nights I don't worry cause Everything's gonna be alright People keep talking They can say what they like 
bought a gun with her, pills and some rum with her. Took me on the balcony, telling me to jump with her. Yeah, I'm in the ghost, but I ain't doing stunts with her. I ain't trying to be that. Haters want to see that. But I got him aggy, cause I win the gold like Gabby. She's just a girl and she's on fire. Hotter than a fantasy. Only like a highway. Catastrophe, but she knows she can fly away. Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, the quality music zone, JohnnoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversa- conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. It's hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday, and today we are listening to the music of Alicia Keys. Don't forget to download the Jano Radio app. 
J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. It's always a vibe over there, so check it out. Quality music while you work or play to get you through your day. Log on to www.qmzradio.com, the quality music zone. If you haven't already done so, please go ahead and follow Jano Radio on Instagram and Get a chance to win a phone credit giveaway, a $100 phone credit, free from Digicel and Flow. We're doing that until July 31st. Just a few more days to go. Don't miss out. Coming up after this, Believe It or Not News. That's why we are here, why we are here. And now it's time for the details. The Dallas <laughs> shooting. Remember this one from yesterday? Yeah. The woman suspected of shooting inside of Dallas Love Airport on Monday once told cops she was married to R&B singer Chris Brown. Portia Odufuwa, 37, who once also claimed to be God's prophet, has been in and out of jail following several run-ins with the law, including bank robbery and other crimes she was found incompetent to stand trial for, according to reports. On Monday, Portia was transported to the hospital after she was shot and wounded by police after she opened fire in the airport. It was revealed that she was free despite a history of alarming crimes and mental illness, according to court records. One more, on more than one occasion, Portia gave authorities Chris Brown's address, <laughs> address saying she lived there with the singer and that the two were married. Nothing wrong with dreaming. Back in 2019, the woman admitted to setting a house on fire, telling police, I am God's prophet. I'm basically letting you all know that I am the cause of this fire, she told cops, according to the records. The homeowner wanted to press charges. However, the district attorney decided not to move forward with the case due to a lack of scientific evidence, despite her confession. As recently as last June, a judge found the woman unfit to stand trial in a misdemeanor case and referred her to an outpatient mental health facility. Prior to that, Portia was freed because she was found incompetent to stand trial after robbing a bank in April 2019. How did she get a gun? That's all I want to know. How did she end up with a gun? Was that a legally owned firearm? Well, uh, what, what, what? I just want to know at this point, how did she end up with a gun? And why do they keep um, letting her out under the, what is it, title being incompetent to stand trial? I know that in some places where people are incompetent to stand trial, they, they, they transfer them to a mental jail, so to speak. So why, why is she out and about? Being able to go into an airport and shoot up the place. I don't get it. How is she able to 
you know, escape all the time. She's definitely a cat. She has more than nine lives, though. Yeah, interesting. I mean, nothing is wrong with her dreaming and saying that she's married to Chris Brown. In my mind, um, Enrique Iglesias and I have a relationship in my mind. Um, in my mind, the guy from <laughs> the series. Oh, my gosh. I, I forgot. <laughs> but, but moments, the question is, if the cops pulled you over, would you give them that as your address? <laughs> That's the, the question. I probably should. Okay, I'll come bail you out. I'll come bail you out. Because I know Marlon won't if you do that. I know Marlon won't. He just go. No, he going to say, I've tried. I've, no, here's what he's going to say, Rosolo. I've been trying to tell you all all along, but ain't nobody listening. She crazy. That's what he would say. He'd be like, you know, he'd be like, yep, she mine. Just hand her over. She's mine. Yep, I claim her. She's mine. I, I live with this day in, day out. Yep. In her mind, she thinks these things. <laughs> What's that guy from um, that series on Netflix? Oh, my gosh, the French guy. Is he French? Whatever. That, that guy. Oh, my gosh. What's the damn series? I can't believe I'm having a blank moment. I saw him. So Marlon is watching the TV. I go to sit beside Marlon to say something to him and the commercial comes on. I think it's an Audi commercial comes on. Reggie. Is it Reggie? That's how he pronounces his name. John Renee. Reggie. Oh, yeah. So that I gotta love Sonette. So that yes, I love you, girl. I love you even more. Oh, yes, him. So he comes on the TV and I immediately stop talking. I'm like, Marlon, look at my baby. <laughs> yeah, he's a boy. Stop. No, he's a man. The one from the series. Um, where I know a series. I had all I, the women swooning. The low, the low, the low 40s, a boy. is a child now. I can't even think about oh my that. God. Yeah. Well, and I don't like young men. Talking about that dumb show, Bridget. <laughs> Bridget! Stupid <laughs> show. Marlon, get the head out your voice. <laughs> I said, I'm like, Marlon, look at my baby. Look, oh my God, I'm in love. I had to wait until the commercial ended before i could continue the conversation and my husband just looking at me with his hand Mother, his your attorney's here your attorney's here <laughs> whatever you need me to do just call up on me brother he don't need you to do anything <laughs> he just sits there with his hand on his head and shaking his head and like what, what did i get myself into all kinds of crazy but it doesn't mean i'm gonna go and start shooting up the place yeah you know we're allowed to dream <laughs> Isn't he, isn't he 25? He is not 25. And you and Sonetta are going to stop with this age thing. He has to be in his 30s. Rocking the, you're rocking the cradle uh, of Michelle. You know. uh, uh, no, he has to be in his 30s. I would say minimum 28. And nope, 25. He, oh, Jesus. No, y'all wrong for that. You are wrong for that. I'm sorry. You are All of you are lying right now. Y'all try to... <laughs> Make me look sick. I know you're happy on Google right now to take it out. How oh, you know, sir? <laughs> oh my gosh. Jean Page. Oh. Okay. Okay. Y'all not going to do me wrong. He is 34 years old, born April. Marlon, he's born the same year, the same month as you. April. He was born April 27, 1988. He is 34 years old. He, I can. Yes. Only good looking only only good looking men born April, you know. 
Marlon, talk, talk to him. Yeah. Let you know. You know, we ain't got to say no more. <laughs> he was born in the UK. Oh my gosh. Look at him. Vision. Ah, oh, perfection. Yes. Anyway, so I have a weakness. I, I, I can confess my weakness, and thank God my husband knows. I like looking at good looking men. I do. Yeah. He's a good looking person. And any woman who says they didn't watch Bridgerton for that reason, they're lying. They're lying. Women were going crazy. Husbands lost their wives while Bridgerton was on. Yep. They were. I don't lie. <laughs> I watched uh, the show. Ryan Ryan's and everyone. He Bridgerton was, he was a benefit to watching the show. <laughs> but you said Sonnet, Sonnet again? He made the show a little bit better the yes. first season, but yes. I mean, I'm not, but I watched it because I wanted to see what happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sonnet, you're the good one, right? in the next lifetime for me i was hooked on no nastro it hasn't come well just season two which didn't have him which you know i watched it because of that the indian girl and they made her character very interesting right but on um, the first season i binged watched that thing i could not let it go i did not sleep i watched it because i was just so <sighs> yes Yes, yes, yes. So a lot of men um, were dying for this thing to, and, you know, to end. And a lot of men were also upset that they were coming back with season two, but were relieved to know that he wasn't in it because they're like, yes, we got our wives back. Listen, men, when you guys are there sitting down, scrolling through social media and looking at these young girls, we don't trouble you. We leave you alone when marlon you're there swooning over alicia keys janet jackson maya um and the list goes on shensia um jada kingdom i don't trouble you i let you live your fantasy in your mind i don't trouble you so let me be yeah yeah so between reggie uh, and enrique i'm not sure i'm gonna have to see which one yeah right. you could watch me the way you watch that show boy That show was, anyways. <laughs> don't don't hate, don't hate, don't but hate. Don't, don't you realize when you tell the law enforcement in that store you're at, when you tell them the truth, they they like. <laughs> I re you tell people the truth, they they don't want to charge you or they <laughs> they get you off, but they have to do their own thing. It's like this lady told them she burned the house down and she still. <laughs> So it seems like whatever you're doing, you need to do it in front of them. I don't know. This is just stupid. And she's out and about. Mm -hmm. Well, not this time, I, I hope. What I'm grateful for, she didn't kill anybody in yeah. the airport. But she could have. You know, so I'm grateful for that. But damn. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, Marlon. You're absolutely right. So a 100-pound sailfish stabbed a woman in her groin area when it jumped out of the water off the coast of Florida. Catherine Perkins of Arnold, Maryland, was injured by the sailfish on Tuesday when her fellow fishermen tried to reel the fish in. A report from the Martin County Sheriff's Office, tcpalm.com, reported. Wow. Perkins was standing in a boat while her two companions tried to pull the fish in on a fishing line to take a picture. The, fail, 
the sailfish jumped out of the water and stabbed Catherine. Wow, she's lucky to be alive. That must have been a scary um, moment for her. A group of Texans are combating the Affordable Care Act because it requires coverage for STDs, HIV. The group claims it encourages homosexual behavior and prostitution. Some residents are reportedly trying to combat the coverage its citizens receive. Roe versus Wade, contraception, and now the health care coverage people need to take care of STDs and HIV treatment. This week, citizens in the state took shots at former President Barack Obama's Affordable Care Act, which requires insurance companies to cover preventative services, including screenings for STDs and HIV prevention care, among other other health-related assistance. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, a group of Texans claim ACA's preventative care mandate goes against the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, claiming it forces people to pay, pay for plans that include care for sexually transmitted diseases. The group says that having health care coverage included for sexually transmitted diseases encourages homosexual behavior, prostitution, prostitution, sexual promiscuity, and intravenous drug use. The government cannot possibly show that forcing private insurers to provide PrEP drugs, the HPV vaccine, and screenings and behavioral counseling for STDs and drug use free of charge is a policy of such overriding importance that it can trump religious freedom objections. On the opposite side, some say leaving out preventative care would be detrimental. Ending the requirement that preventative services be free to patients will have negative health and financial consequences for millions, said Catherine Hempstead, senior policy advisor at the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation Political Reports. Um, <clears throat> so you're telling me the Republicans in Texas, you're telling me that none of you, nobody, has ever been sexually promiscuous, right? That's what you're telling me. You're also telling me that no Republican, neither your children nor grandchildren, are homosexual, right? And you're telling me that nobody with any affiliation to the Republicans in Texas have ever been a prostitute or use drugs right so the republicans are squeaky clean they are guaranteed a place in heaven right yeah the republicans in texas are the ones that we should be emulating because they are perfect clean slate right yeah Back to Texas for the next story, Scammers Gonna Scam. A woman in Texas lost thousands after being tricked by a Zell scam. Back in June, a woman named Shanna Coulter received a text message from a number that appeared to be from her bank. The text message asked her if she'd approved a Zell payment for the amount of $2,000. After responding no, someone called her. When it showed up, it showed up as my financial institution on the caller ID. The man on the call claimed he needed 
her to give him the code that was texted to her by Zell Security in order to stop the $2,000 transaction. He now had access to Zell, which I had never used, she said. This is according to the CBS News. The code gained him access to her Zell account, which allowed him to steal money from it up to her daily limit. It was $1,000 a day. And, of course, he calls me the next day and says, we are still working this case for you, she said. The thief ended up robbing her of thousands. Coulter was able to get her money back after originally being told she may not be reimbursed for a scam versus theft. But isn't a scam theft? What's the difference? You're being scammed. But you know something, scamming are going on a long time. Y'all know that, right? Scamming been going on since Bible days, right? It's not nothing new. Um, yeah, they're just doing it through technology now. <clears throat> but, Excuse me. Uh, I'd say something. I heard some people, but females scamming dudes for a long time, from way back when. Facts. You know, so it's been going on for a long time, you know, but hey. I think we were the original scammers, Marlon. I'm not claiming that. <laughs> I, I'm not claiming it, but I have to call a spade a spade. Let, let me go back to Jamaica for a second. <clears throat> Women knew how to scam men. They had a roster of men. They called this one for that, that one for that. and They, have, they knew how to get money out of men. Lies they be telling. Lies they be telling. I know women have called men, oh, I'm pregnant, I'm need to get rid of the baby. Not pregnant, no way. But they got the money to get rid of the child, though. Oh, my, my light below, my light about to cut off. <laughs> they sure got the money, though. They knew how to get money for funerals for a grandmother that dead long time or still alive. They knew how to get it. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to be behind the bush. Marlon, you have a valid point. I have to um, call a Give spade a spade. Sorry. I think in my own family. I hear my family do it, so I know. And majority of the people in my family, I can speak for my family, are females who um done it to other men out there. So I've seen it, so I know it exists, and it's been going on a long time. Yeah. Scammer. But unfortunately, it's been taken to a whole nother level, right? Yeah. That was small-scale scamming. Yeah. So listen to this one. Republican legislator went to his gay son's wedding three days after voting against same-sex marriage. Yeah. Huh. Just three days after voting against a House bill that would ensure the protection of same-sex marriage on a federal level, Republican Representative Glenn Thompson, out of PA, that's what Pennsylvania, right? Went to his gay son's wedding on Monday. Thompson's son told NBC News that he married the love of his life, adding that his father was there to witness it. Congressman and Mrs. Thompson were thrilled to attend and celebrate their son's marriage on Friday night as he began this new chapter in his life, wrote Thompson's press secretary in an email to NBC News Philadelphia reports. She went on to say the family's very happy about the new addition to their family. On Tuesday, Thompson joined his 157 GOP teammates in their vote against the bill. Carolyn lies the hypocrisy. 
So why would you go to the wedding of your gay son when you have voted against the bill to protect same-sex marriage? Make that make sense to me. You know what it's... <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go right ahead. Yeah, but, but isn't, isn't there a, a prominent Republican that lived with his boyfriend, but he voted against everything um, to do, every homosexual bill? Like, he is there voting against it? <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's nothing it's nothing new like it's what they've been doing for for a long time like they yeah they yeah <laughs> that that's their ammo <laughs> you know what it's like this is how it it's, this is what it's similar to james i'm a white person and i have a black friend right and i will ride to the end like chucky for that black friend but every other black person is the n-word you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Does that correlation make sense? That's what it's like. Yeah, it makes sense. But maybe, maybe he's he kind of. I don't know because it's. Did you say it's his son? His son, his gay son. Right. So maybe he truly loves his son. That he thought he would just support him through that. Um, although he doesn't agree with it, mate. I mean, some parents would do that. Like they might not agree with it, but. If it come, comes down to it and their child is get, like going through that thing, yeah, they'll just support them. So maybe that's what it is. I might be wrong, but that's what that's my aim anyway. Valid point, uh, Teflon. Valid point. Uh, I was gonna say something similar. Like it's kind of having your own person, not that projecting your own personal beliefs on everyone, because like that's his son at the end of the day. So regardless of how he personally feels about what he does with his life, like why shouldn't he not attend that wedding? But it's like I just feel like there's a difference between someone's personal life and their own personal beliefs and doing what they feel, especially when you're in those positions. What's best for the general? But. I'm struggling with it. My well, thing well, is, know, should it, uh, hold on a second, James. I would prefer for him not to vote. Be neutral. Be neutral because right after attending your son. That's an option as well. That's an option as well. Okay, go ahead, James. <laughs> yeah, um, some other thing with, with politics is very complicated. And you see some of these bills, like it's not just about... The, the 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 idea of like someone living their life and and being free to be intimate to who with whoever they want to some of these bills like people that sign against some of these bills are trying to protect or preserve their rights also because i remember in 2008 i think about 2008 or so one of the first bill that was presented i think it was presented in florida too i can't remember the name of the bill but there was a, a bill that was, was brought up and there was a bunch of like churches that, that was sending out um, a copy of it and were kind of encouraging people to go vote it down. And in that bill, what they were talking about, it was about protecting, not, not being against people's personal choice, but protecting um, people's personal belief and their personal choice. And in the bill, it... it like in signing down the bill like people were presenting cases like like okay what if i'm muslim what if i'm um an orthodox jew and i in the future say in the future like a gay person would be malicious and say come to me to perform a wedding when they know that's against 
and you know, that's against my beliefs. And people were looking at it and say, "Oh no, that's a that's a far reach. Like you guys just are just hating." And fast forward, I told you like a couple m months ago that there was a case in in Canada where like um, someone from the LGBTQ company went to like an orthodox um, Jewish company to get something done um, to do with their wedding. And the person said no. And there was a lawsuit. So I think sometimes it's, it's just protecting um, their, their rights and not necessarily fighting against um, people's right to choose. Because I feel like it needs to be um, from the perspective of human rights versus what people want to do in their personal life i feel like there's a lot of blurred lines nowadays or it's like even if a person has a particular belief system everyone's entitled to their own belief system and it should just be like is this a threat to the human being as as a whole first of all and then from there you get to the nitty-gritty details oh my gosh um there's just so much confusion if you ask me, there's a lot of confusion. Very confusing. And like the older I get, the more I see the confusion. It's just like, it's, it's overwhelming sometimes because you don't even know what to do, what to say. Because once you really start grounding into yourself, it's like, why should I have to adhere to certain confusions? Does that make sense? Yeah, I totally get what you're yeah. saying. Go, yeah, and, go, go, go sorry. Uh, okay, I think someone is going to say something. Go ahead, James. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's very complicated, though, because for me, like, in my business, like, you know, I live in a very diverse city and, and everything, and I know that I'm going to encounter, like, everybody. Like, I have no problem serving. Like, I've served, like, gay people. Like, I remember the first time I served, like, a transgender person. Like, I almost, like, dropped to the ground because I couldn't believe what I was seeing because it's, it's new, you know? <laughs> like, it's new. Like, you're getting used to it. But people... People don't really take how you feel in consideration when they're pushing stuff like that. And I personally don't have a problem serving people. Like, I've been in hospitality for, for decades. Um, but where I would push back now, if, if someone was supposed to come to me and say, look, we need you to put up the flag on your restaurant, I'm going to be like, no, like, I'm not doing that. Um, so, like, I understand from certain people's perspective, like, you have to protect your your freedom too, your religious freedom, your your belief system that that you go by. And while you respect people for their choices, they should be able to respect you, because it's not like you're going around. A lot of these people that you you have this pushback with, it's not people that hate people enough to say like, oh, I'm going to kill you or whatever. They're like, no, like I just don't feel comfortable, and I should have the right to to say like, okay, I don't like. In Canada, now we have problems with they're putting up flags everywhere. And they're trying to get them on masks. They're trying to get them on synagogues. Um, and they're trying to get them every single, on every library in Canada, every school, they're trying to put the rainbow flag. And people, people should have a right to say, like, oh, no, like, I don't, you know, why is there no, like, Black Lives Matter flag? Why is there no, like, indigenous flag? Why does this flag take precedent over everything else? So, you know, from that perspective, I understand when people, you know, push back. All right, thank you. Just going to take two more. One, hold on one second. I'm going to take two more comments. Teflon and then Newville wanted to say something, and then Nastro, you can. Uh, you're next. All right, go right ahead. No, I was just going to add what James said. So with them forcing the flags and all of that, it's getting really worse now because when 
the Queen Tea started, when it was in the early stages, they used to put it up for the occasion and then they used to pull them down. And now, like when they did that um, LGZP um, uh, month, they put flags everywhere. There was paint in all the roads, uh, like all, all the walkways. And the, it's, it's been over for like a, a few, like couple of weeks now. And the, the flags are still up. So I think it's probably an agenda just to kind of put everything up. Like in the shops, the flags are still there. They're not taking it down. And then in workplaces as well, they're forcing people to wear um, the the flag. Like you know, you know the ID badge line lanyards. They're forcing people to wear it. They're painting all the vehicles, um, like all all the, all the work vehicles. They're, they're putting the flags and all of it. It's just like it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like they're forcing it onto everyone. And if you like give a pushback, you become a and um, what's, what's that word? Um, homophobic. You know what I mean? So, right, right. Yeah, it's just, just too, too much complications, man. It's and you see on the app, and you see on the app as well. You see a lot of division, and then you've got the um, you got the gays against the trans. It's just too much, man. It's too much. It's too much, and I agree with you. Go right ahead, Novil, and then Nostra, and then we'll move on to the next one. Go right ahead, Novil. Yeah, good morning, everybody. My name is Good morning, Neville. Um, so I'm just saying, and I, I didn't, I didn't quite catch the full story. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to keep up with the conversation. Okay, um, so let me bring you up to speed. Republican legislator went to his gay son's wedding three days after voting against same-sex marriage. Okay, so in terms of the hypocrisy, yeah, that's just politics as usual. You know what I'm saying because politics is just it, it's 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 a popularity contest, right? You know, so people are going to to vote in accordance to whatever is popular at the time. You have some people that will just have a hard line on things or whatever. I mean, the fact that he went to his son's wedding and the son is a, a homosexual person, yeah, that's not really, like, to me, a big deal because sometimes people go to weddings and they don't like the woman that their son is marrying and them still go to the wedding because it could be a woman from a different, you know, ethnic background or religious belief situation or whatever. So, okay, all right, cool, I get that. Is there the hypocrisy behind it? Absolutely. Um, and then as far as what was most really... Uh, spoken about with the um you know the flags and all that type of stuff i have no problem with gay people right i believe that everybody deserves to live them lives um and every living being needs to be protected however what i do have an issue with is the agenda and you know, when I see the agenda, I'm talking about the constant bombardment of everything to do with that. Because there's some people that, you know, are going to live and let live. But that doesn't give you the right to try to push things down our throats and also to, to expose our children and our young people to things that they're not supposed to be seeing and or even be aware of yet. There's no reason why a four or a five-year-old child should have an identity crisis and, and should be, well, you know, I was, I'm really a girl. No, where is that coming from? 
right? That, 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 that's not appearing from sin era. That's coming from TV commercials, cartoons. It's coming from the programming. It's coming from the agenda. That's what I have a problem with. Also, too, what I also have a problem with is the hypocrisy when it comes to business and corporations. Because after the George Floyd thing, everybody was like, oh, Black Lives Matter and all that type of stuff or whatever. When you actually, good morning. Good morning. Were you talking to Noville? I was talking to the one of my neighbors. Oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so when that whole thing happened, right? It's like, oh, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, everyone's, all the corporations are like, yeah, you know, Black Lives Matter. That shit was, it was a trend. They don't care about none of that shit. The same thing when it comes to, um, you know, the LGBTIQ, et cetera, et cetera, community. They don't really care about them. But them know that, yo, they command a certain amount of respect. Why? Because they're in positions of power. And also, too, they spend money. And from a business standpoint, they're looking at it like, Sarah, cool. Let's just jump on that. It's like a trend. You understand, my dude? And so the, the whole of, like, what's, what Pride Month is what? Um, June, right? June. So the whole of June. The whole of June. Everything is all rainbows. Also, by the way, very greedy. You couldn't pick one color. You have to take all the colors <laughs> in the rainbow. I'm going to ask you to wrap up for me, Newville, because I have to I give Nastra a chance and then I have to keep it moving. <laughs> oh, 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 sorry, sorry. But, um, because, <laughs> you know, cancer, like the color for cancer, the ribbons is pink, right? You know, most, you know, colon cancers are different ones. But anyway, for the rainbow, let them take all the colors. All right, cool, no problem. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i yo i love rainbows you know what i'm saying but anyways <laughs> so <laughs> but it's like my whole thing really and truly is like i don't i don't have no hate in my heart for anybody you know what i'm saying what i what i don't like is injustice zine yes should people be protected yes also too yo this is going to sound very controversial but we do realize that mental health something that affects human beings right yeah does anybody does anybody even um even ask the question that maybe some of these people that are doing you know surgeries on themselves very invasive surgeries that's a whole nother conversation noville that we're gonna have oh, to do oh. another time because i do have to keep it moving and nastra is waiting patiently my, my yeah. all right thank you so much noville nastra go right ahead I think everyone said it well enough. Um, I just really believe we need to start stop making decisions for other people and giving more people more space to be exactly who they are and just being respectful of each other as humans. And I'm there. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. A man drove over 700 miles to kill his ex-wife after she talked about their marriage troubles on TikTok. A man traveled um, more than 700 miles to Chicago to go to his ex-wife's home where he fatally shot her before killing himself. The tragic incident happened after she spoke about their relationship problems on TikTok, authorities say. Sanaya Khan, 29, and her ex-husband Rahil Ahmad, 36, were found with gunshot wounds to the head in her condo last week, the Chicago Sun-Times reported. The pair tied the knot but divorced in less than a year. Ahmad of Alpharetta, Georgia, traveled to Illinois last week 
and killed Khan. Khan, a Pakistani-American photographer, often discussed the challenges she faced when seeking a split with Hamad, the New York Post reported. Going through a divorce as a South Asian woman feels like you've failed at life sometimes. The way the community labels you, the lack of support you receive, and the pressure to stay with someone because what people will say makes it harder for women to leave marriages that they shouldn't have been in to begin with. She added that her family exerted pressure on her to keep the marriage going, with some threatening suicide if she refused. Police responded to Khan's apartment after Ahmad's family contacted authorities to report him missing and expressed their concern for his welfare. After they knocked on the woman's door, officers reportedly heard a gunshot and an audible groan. After going inside, they discovered Khan dead and Ahmad suffering from a mortal gunshot wound. Source, sources told Time magazine that Ahmad was a controlling presence in Khan's life and placed an extreme amount of scrutiny on her. He monitored what she wore. Wow. He was wary about who she hung out with and how she presented herself. Gabriela Bordo said that Ahmad's motive to visiting Khan was clear. There was no reconciling. This man did not go there to salvage a marriage. He went there with a gun for a reason. Others claimed Khan had long considered getting a restraining order against him, but never did. Would a restraining order have stopped him, though? Couldn't he still have barged in? I don't think it would have stopped him. For someone to drive from Atlanta, Georgia to Illinois... He had a mission and he was going to get it done. So, um, yeah, I don't think a, what you call it, restraining order would have helped. It is beneficial for some people um, to have it, to do it. But how effective is it really? And I'm not saying they should remove the ability to have restraining orders in place. I'm just trying to see how effective it is. If someone is determined to carry out a heinous act against you. In entertainment news, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, I was saying um, this is one of the, the, you know, the big issues that that's not even highlighted in, in mainstream media. But it happens. It's, it's very prevalent in, in that community. Like there have been a lot of those cases here also where one of the last case was... Um, this father and son um, killed the daughter and sister and um, carried her body, took her body to, to dump it in the ocean because she was um, dating someone from a different race. Um, so it's, it's a very prevalent thing in, in the community. But unfortunately, like some of these issues are not brought to, to mainstream media because it's, it's not the type of... It's almost like these people are not people also. You know, people come from different parts of the world. They come to North America to, to enjoy a better life. But sometimes the culture follow them. And, you know, it's, it's very un, unfair to some of the kids who were born in North America um, because these cultures are, like, forced on them. And if they try to, to be like, you know, their North American, um, you know, friends, schoolmates, etc., their life is in danger because because of stuff like that. And it's, it's very unfortunate because it's something that we're not really talking about a lot. Like, we don't really care about it. 
Yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Here's a little more Alicia Keys before we return with entertainment news.
Thank you to all the listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me. You're listening to Coffee in Tow, world news on the go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at me Media Moments and on Instagram, moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. It is hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday, and today we are crushing on Alicia Keys through music. haven't already done so i invite you to download the jano radio app j-a-h-k-n-o available in your apple and google play stores take us on the go and for quality music while you work or play to help you get through your day log on to www.qmzradio.com so you think you have got a grand hog give it all you got you can have you can have not we see that a lot in the ghetto ghetto not already doing so and you're here on clubhouse go ahead and click on the greenhouse at the top so that way when we have the space open you will be notified coming up entertainment news This is Rihanna. Tell Chico Pitbull. I'm Nicki Minaj. Yeah, this is Usher. Your boy Flo Rida. You're checking out. Jono Radio. Jono Radio. All right. Nick Cannon is officially a father of eight after welcoming a baby boy with model Brie on June 28th. On Monday, uh, the model took to her Instagram to share several images from her natural home birth. The model also documented her journey in a YouTube vlog, which she chose to share several days after welcoming baby C. This was the most humbling, limit-pushing, yet awakening and completely empowering experience. I can't thank my team enough for delivering my son safely, she wrote on IG. In the mini-doc, the 31-year-old entrepreneur revealed that she made the decision to begin the natural induction process as she neared her 42-week mark. Cannon was scheduled to work on the East Coast, and she shared that the couple wanted to give birth before he had to leave. The model utilized various natural methods to jumpstart labor, including sexy time with Cannon, walking, touching a specific pressure point, and eating a specialized salad. A midwife was present, as well as the 41-year-old actor and comedian who patiently coached her and supported her through the birth. The couple also shared a first look at Baby C. Oh, yeah. Um, she's not, she's unfazed by Cannon's growing roster of babies uh, and wrote on Instagram, Daddy showed the blank up for us. Congrats to the new parents. So she doesn't care that he, she's number what? I don't know. Of And, you know, he did say the possibility exists that three more may pop up by the end of the year. So, um, 
yeah everybody in it for a check let me just say that and keep it moving so Coachella's parent company has allegedly given thousands in donations to Republican-led group that is anti-abortion. Coachella's parent company allegedly has been donating a large amount of uh, money to the political organization. Just days after Roe v. Wade was overturned, Anschutz Corporation, which owns AEG Live and its subsidiary Golden Voice, reportedly gave the Republican General Association $75,000 dollars uh do i still go to coachella i don't know where i stand right now i haven't been i've always wanted to go but now i don't know Hmm. but you know something there are a lot of companies that we support that do things that we're not in alignment with um but we support them anyway. Is it because we don't know or we know and we ignore? I don't know. I don't know how to feel on this right now. I don't know. I guess because it's such a sensitive and uh, hot topic. Um, yeah, I don't know what to think. Yeah, if, you, if you're not going to support Coachella, that means you're going to have to ban Marlon from um, watching um, football. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You have a point there, James. Yeah. Yeah. It's a ban. Ban who? Ban you <laughs> from watching football. Oh, not me. <laughs> we know. We know you're like the um, couch umpire, referee, and all of that. Um, coach calling the place before the plays even happened, knowing exactly what's going to happen. We know, Marlon, you, you, you are, you bleed football. We know, we know. I think we all know that right now. So O-G-R-H-O-A. Oh my gosh. What does O-G stand for? Really? I don't know. What does it stand for? When people used to tell me I'm a real O-G, what, what, what does it mean? And I know it's so ridiculous right now. Have I used the word, the letters? Yeah, O-G. Because you hear people say, I'm an OG. What does it mean? Nobody knows? Okay, so do I have to go over to Google to figure that out? It can be stands for a lot of different things. I don't know. It can be gang, girl, old girl. Like you call your mom OG. Okay. Or your girl. So, yeah. It can be different. Stand for different things. Depends on what you're talking about. Okay. All right. Thank you, Marlon. I appreciate that. Bring me up to speed. So, we know what our... Well, I think I know what RHOA is. Real Housewives of Atlanta star Nene Leakes calls out abusers who want power amid ongoing racism lawsuit against Bravo. On Sunday, the reality TV star who claims she was blacklisted and silenced after criticizing the network retweeted several messages from fans. Everybody can see what they did to me. Nobody is stupid, Leakes 54 tweeted she said this treatment has been going on for years just remember abusers want power over their victims she added not specifying who the abusers were they want to break you most abuse takes place behind closed doors hint this is why you don't know or see everything on the surface it looks fine right in a separate tweet, she further claimed that many people behind the scenes were complicit and she further urged for them to be exposed. 
Leaks, who is part of the RHOA original cast, also made a hint about the release of a book she has been writing for the past year and called it a must-read. In April, she filed a lawsuit against Bravo, alleging that the company encouraged and tolerated a hostile and racist workplace. NBC, Bravo, and True Foster, a corporate and workplace culture, let me read that over. I'm so sorry. NBC, Bravo, and True foster a corporate and workplace culture in which racially insensitive and inappropriate behavior is tolerated, if not encouraged. According to the lawsuit, which is currently being negotiated, Lakes protested to executives about years of racial remarks made by Kim Zolciak Bierman, a fellow housewife, but only Lakes faced the consequences. NBC Universal, Bravo, True Entertainment, True Original, and Cohen, the housewives' executive producer, are named as defendants. Following her departure from RHOA a month later, Leakes claimed that she sued the appropriate people two years later because she felt like it was the right time a few years ago. But I was constantly being retaliated against, being blacklisted, not able to work, being silenced, and so you know it was difficult to do, she claimed at the time. Leek said she realized she had been blacklisted when she suddenly found herself not working after years of being sought after. Before leaving the show, Leeks appeared on the show for seasons 1 through 7, followed by seasons 10 through 12. My question to you, though, Nini, is um, why didn't you leave when it reared its ugly head? Because no one should be subject to racism on the job. Why didn't you leave? End the contract. Walk away. You went through seasons 1 through 7 and then 10 through 12. Why didn't you leave? That was, so you did 10 seasons with, with them. Why didn't you leave? Are you going to tell me that you good. have to stay? The money was good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, don't you hear that? The book is coming out. <laughs> I heard it. I read it. 15 minutes of fame. That's it. So now everybody's going to, uh, she have to put it out there now and say the book is coming out. So everybody want to read the book to see what's in that book. You know, so it's a, a lot of these, I, I, don't, I don't care. A lot of people do these things for stupid things like if I'm working somewhere and racism is there I'm gone I, I don't care I'm gone if anybody show any kind of racism I don't care about no check I'm gone but everybody's different <laughs> but a lot of them do these things for the book <laughs> the book yeah the book is right she didn't realize that or she turned a blind eye let me put it that way she turned a blind eye to the racism while she was collecting them checks because of the lifestyle she wanted to live she um told her now deceased husband that she wanted to be a star and he told her okay you want to be a star i'm gonna make you a star but did they not understand that being a star comes with certain things and you also have the choice you can choose to stay there and tolerate or walk away. She even got her own spin-off, didn't she? Kim Sosiak. 
I call BS because Kim was supposedly her best friend when I was watching it Facts. back in the day. That was back in the day when I was watching it. They were friends. They worked at the same club together. That's how they knew each other. Yeah. So you didn't know your friend was a racist before? She never said anything, never gave you any inclination anywhere at all? Nothing? But now you're throwing the entire production um, under the bus after you've cashed the checks. It was okay to cash the checks, right? <laughs> That's how we do it, right? Life imposes things on you that you can't control, but you still have the choice of how you're going to live through this. Celine Dion. Thank you to all our listeners who logged on to QMZRadio.com, the quality music zone. And don't forget to log on to QMZRadio.com for quality music as you go throughout your day. Thank you also to the listeners who tuned in on JanoRadio.com. Download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. And of course, a huge thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. Thank you for adding your perspectives and your opinions, your views, and contributing to the great conversation. Have moments with me, and you were tuned in to Coffee Until World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. You can follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, MI Media Moments. On Instagram at Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Jano Radio. Jano Radio. We are we are we are online 24/7. 
We, 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 we hope you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye. Whatever you do, wherever you go, I do ask that you please be safe. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern. And tomorrow we also go live on futurefm.net and futurefm98.9 in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. Have a wonderful day. Take care of yourselves. <laughs>